Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Howdy, folks. Got blood, violence, freaks of nature. Well, then, come on down. You know, if I wanted to kill somebody, I'd take this book and beat you to death with it, and I wouldn't feel a thing. Take our life from us. We laid it down. We got tired. There's over. Ladies and germs. Welcome to Stories from the Crypt. Good evening. Uh... You're atop a hill. You're sweating and nervous. You have made your offerings and your sacrifices to the gods. And now, you just have to wait. You spit to avert evil and touch the amulet at your neck. You feel the weight of your shield and the wood of your axe as you look to the sky. You see two ravens fly overhead. And then you see the bolts of lightning, the roar of the thunder, Odin and Thor are with you, the gods are with you, we're back! <laughs> I love oh. how this started off as a little bit, and now it's just getting more and more elaborate. Uh, I'm going to have trouble topping that one. You are, mate. You I are, might add mate. some atmospheric music and sound effects to that one. I think you should, mate. Yeah. Proper like... Yeah. <laughs> we're back. We, we are, are back. We are stories from the crypt. Welcome back to the podcast. Good evening, my name is Luke. My name is Max, and we are a weekly spooky podcast that talk about all things weird, strange, paranormal, cryptids, UFOs. It's just the weirdest shit we can find on the internet. Basically, yeah. Yeah. We're on all the good podcasting platforms. Find us wherever you find your podcast. We'll be there. Give us a little thumbs up, give us a review, give us a five-star rating, give us a follow. It's all good, it's all appreciated. You can email us at storiesfromthecrypt at gmail.com if you've ever been agitated by an ahool. Have you ever gobbed off at a godling? Ever been chastised by Chupacabra? You ever got kinky with a Kikimora? <laughs> Drop us a line, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we're happy to hear about it. And as well, you know, one of the main mottos is pictures. Or it didn't happen. Yeah, any, if you've got any <laughs> spooky stories or weird encounters or anything like that, just drop us a line at storiesfromthecrypt.gmail.com and we'll talk about it. We and... are ready to hear what you have to say. And also, you know, if you come across any new stories you want to hear us chat shit about, we'll accept that. We'll accept that because it also saves us a job, which would be nice. <laughs> and, we're, and we're on all the socials at SFTC Podcasts. And on the Twitter, you can find all the articles we discuss. So, should we dive headfirst into this? Because we didn't tease one last week. Uh, no, we didn't. But can I just say, I made us a TikTok, and that is a fresh level of hell that I did not yeah. expect I would be getting myself into. And fuck me, TikTok is a nightmare. Let's right, dive yeah. in, mate. Let's dive into these headlines. News on my face. 
Do you want to go first? Yeah, go on then, mate. Go on then. Man dies after being sucked into an MRI machine. Fucking hell. <laughs> the frightening discovery of Mount Owenclaw and... Uh, okay. I live in an axe murderer's house haunted by two ghosts. Straight to the point. Man confesses to brutal hammer attack after mum and dad found dead at Five Star Hotel. Fucking hell, yours are a bit heavy, aren't they? I always go heavy, mate. Go heavy or go home. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they say, you know what I mean? So, right, news me then, mate. Hunters using scented traps to catch big cats at Midlands Beauty Spot. Ooh, Midlands Beauty Spot. My neck of the woods. UFO sighting in Cottingham as woman records bizarre lights outside her home. Nice, nice. Mysterious sea drone surfaces in Crimea. Ooh, war stuff. And uh, St. Louis Joker impersonator sentenced to 60 days in jail for live streaming death threats. <laughs> to prick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're much. not the Riddler, and you're certainly not the Joker, mate, so yeah. grow up. What was one of your lighter ones? One of my lighter ones, uh, the frightening discovery of Mount Owenclaw. Yeah, go on then. Hit me with that. You're ready for this. Nearly three decades ago, a team of archaeologists were carrying out an expedition inside a large cave system on Mount Owen in New Zealand when they stumbled across a frightening and unusual object. With little visibility in the dark cave, they wondered where their eyes were deceiving them as they could not fathom what lay before them. An enormous dinosaur-like claw. (laughs) Still intact with flesh and scaly skin. Fuck off. Yes, straight up. The claw was so well preserved that it appeared to have come from something that had died only very recently. The archaeological team eagerly retrieved the claw. Eagerly. Fuck off. No, you're not having that one. (laughs) Come on, mate. Come on. And took it for analysis. The results were astounding. The mysterious claw was found to be the 3,300-year-old mummified remains of an upland mower, a large prehistoric bird that had disappeared from existence centuries earlier. The upland mower was a species of mower bird endemic to New Zealand, a DNA analysis was published and suggested that the first mower appeared around 18.5 million years ago and there was at least 10 species, but they were wiped from existence in the most rapid, human-facilitated megafauna extinction documented to date. <laughs> and then it just basically Whoa. goes into like more history of the mower and the rise and fall have you got the a, mower. <laughs> have you got a picture of this bird? Is it mahoosive? Uh, yeah, they're pretty big, man. They're like um, they f- fuck off are they emu flightless? type things. Yeah, flightless, but one of the ones that stand on two legs, mm. like an emu or... Uh, yeah, because of them notorious birds with four legs. <laughs> you fucking smash. <laughs> fuck off, mate. It's been a long day, all right? All them four-legged birds you've got <laughs> fucking moosing around in New Zealand. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> All the ones that I've got hiding in the flat. The scientists don't find them. Do you want to see it then, mate? Go on then. Do you want to see my claw? Bosh. Look at that. Fucking hell. I think I've seen that before. If that doesn't scream like That's prop, mental. 
from um, fucking Jurassic Park. I like, oh, it's giving you the finger as well. <laughs> it's giving you the bird. Oh, fuck off, mate. If I can't have Eagly, <laughs> you fucking can't have that, you dickhead. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, I've, yeah, yeah, I've okay. seen that. I think I've seen like, that picture uh, before. Big emus and shit, just on a complete side Oh, tank. shit. Fucking hell, they're massive. Yeah, they're fucking huge, mate. That's Unless a that's a really small bloke. It's <laughs> just like a bit. the rise and fall of the mower. And they just got hunted by bigger birds that could fly. Yeah, basically. And hunted by us as well. Yeah, apparently. obviously. So, yeah. That's um, pretty mad. When was this found? Uh, this is 2020, apparently, but. I was going to say, I'm sure I've seen that uh, picture re- before. Resurfaced. This was from um, <laughs> the fine news establishment of ancient origins.net. Nice. Is that your new yeah. favourite website? It, it is, to be fair, man. There's tons of cool shit on it. But yeah, that, that was kind of... That that was it. Just a big-ass fucking yeah. claw in New Zealand, man. What you got for me, then? Do you want this uh, scented big cat traps? I do, mate. I do, yeah. Especially if it's our neck of the woods as well. Is it Licky Hills? Well, tune in to find out. Mm. Hunters using scented traps to catch big cats at Midlands Beauty Spot. The sprawling woodland has been known for sightings of apex predators. Wildlife investigators have nailed scented carpets to trees at Midlands Beauty Spot, hoping to catch evidence of big cats, it is claimed. The rectangular pieces of fabric have been spotted fixed on bark of trees over Cannock Chase yeah. in Staffordshire. Good where old been, Cannock Chase. Where there have been claims of sightings of a black puma an apex predator originating from the North and South Americas. One of the rigid pieces of carpet is dark in colour, with nails sticking out of it, and it's now partially green from moss growing over it. It is believed the carpet has a scent which would attract a big cat, like a puma, to rub up against it, where the nails would catch traces of its fur and blood. Sorry, I also can't hear the word puma without hearing you go puma in my head (laughs) (laughs) from last week's episode. (laughs) The bloody great puma. (laughs) Bloody great big puma. There has been much speculation and claims of sightings of big cats roaming the British countryside in recent decades. Although not native to Britain, it is believed they could be the offspring of leopards and pumas released by the owners into the wild in the 1970s after new laws were introduced regarding wild and dangerous animals. Cannock-based historian Richard Pursehouse... I thought you claimed... were going to say Lee Brickley for no, a minute. <laughs> I, thought he, I thought he was going to pop up, but I don't think he does. Cannock-based historian Richard Pursehouse claims to have seen two separate sightings of black pumas over the sprawling woods of Cannock Chase, which is 26 square miles in size and is a designated area of outstanding national beauty. Others have allegedly seen big cats at the woods too, he claims. The first carpet is no- located near Pie Green Road, while a second smaller one is located near a rifling range, rifle range corner. Mr. Pursehouse told Black Country Live, The nails sticking out intended to draw blood or catch air, which then gets caught on the ribs of the carpet, can be used for DNA testing. He added, Apparently, specialists use the carpet as a way of finding roots used by big cats. Mr. Pursehouse said it is possible for the carpets to be a wind-up. However, he claims to have been told that the same method allegedly used by ex-members of the armed forces over in Bodmin, Cornwall, where there have been claims of big cat sightings in the past. Meanwhile, one of the latest alleged sightings in the country of a big cat was by a woman walking her dog in Gloucester last month. Ooh. Must have missed that one. Mr. Pursehouse has 
previously told how he witnessed an animal with black fur disappearing into the bushes in Canic Chase with a long, round tail featuring a flick a, a flick at the bottom, a shape normally seen on big cats. Regarding the second carpet location, he said, There's been a fair few sightings of cats at that location, including a friend who saw something black leap in one bound across the road as he turned a corner and saw it in his headlights. Mr. Persow said Canic Chase would provide an ideal habitat for a big cat such as a puma, with plenty of land to roam in and deer to hunt. He has also discovered the remains of a deer carcass a while back, which he said had been picked clean. Of course, it could have been foxes, he added. Very true, I mean. And that's the end of that. But you should see yeah. the picture, man, can I share my screen? Because uh, yeah. it's clearly just someone nailing a fucking old bit of carpet to a tree. <laughs> Dobby. <laughs> With no fucking reeves or rhyme behind it. Wow. <laughs> so the aim of that is that, yeah, they brush past, it cuts the animal, which can't be the safest thing. Yeah. Because well, like, he, he surely you're just going to piss it off. He reckons the nails are there to catch the fur, but the nails are obviously there to nail it to the fucking tree. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's very fair. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, apparently, the, apparently, it's a method used to determine like the routes big cats takes because they scent them and they rub up against them. But even if you didn't have the nails, some, some fur would get caught on them. Yeah, it's like true. an office carpet tile, isn't it? That. Yeah. Like them hot like you get in a school that's like hard and ribbed for her pleasure. <laughs> Woof. So yeah, that was uh I thought that might have been a bit better than it was, so I do apologise. <laughs> what do you want? Do you want the axe murderer's haunted house? Yeah, that one. So this is I live in I live in an axe murderer's house haunted by two ghosts. Oh man, my cover thought he'd found his ideal family home. But a chilling saga began. When his son woke up screaming in the night and told Mike, He's behind you. What the fuck accent was that? I've got no idea. Can you not do Northern? I've fallen out of my accents at the minute. Yorkshire. There we go. I'm in. Bastard. <laughs> Bastard. When the family moved into the ideal family home. So it's written like it should be a quote, but it doesn't have quote marks. When we moved into my ideal family home on a quiet street in Hull. I never dreamed it would turn out to be a haunted house. The three-bedroom property had everything I was looking for. It was close to my friends, close to my family. There were decent schools and shops nearby. And to cap it all, it was on the street I was born in. And I loved it. And so did my wife and our <laughs> kids. All good so far. All good, all good, yeah. All I thought he was going to say... And on the on the street, it was next to a pub. Yeah. No, he was just born there. All right, fair enough. Um, we moved here in 2007 and everything seemed perfect at first. Then one night, my oldest child woke up screaming. I ran upstairs and found him sitting in his bedroom shouting for me. I hugged him and held him and he said that he'd seen a man at the door. <laughs> as, he, as he settled down... He said the man had been carrying a piece of wood like a stick and he was banging it up and down his hand. Naturally, I said it was a nightmare and tucked him back in and assumed it was a bad dream. About a week later, the same thing happened again. Later. Later. <laughs> My son woke up screaming and I rushed into his room. 
He threw his arms out for a hug, visibly shaken. I kept asking what was wrong, but he couldn't respond as I pulled him closer, his head on my shoulder. Then, in hushed tones, he whispered, I thought you were going to go in hushed tones. He whispered, you know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> King in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> I spun around, but I could see no one. Again, I settled my son down for the night. <laughs> Even though he went back to sleep. I'm sorry, I felt... <laughs> you went from Brum to Copley in the space of about half a second. You what, you fucking can Settled my son down for the night. <laughs> for the night, mate, you fucking. As much as I tried to move on, I couldn't shake that moment from my mind, and I felt a sense of unease. Weeks went by, and then one day my daughter, who'd always been a good sleeper, began to ask strange questions about an elderly lady, like, who's the old lady that sings to me? I laughed and said, there's no old lady, but she was adamant, and she told me an old lady sang to her and read her stories. At this point, my wife was worried too. She asked me to do some research on the history of the property. I shared a passion for local history with my dad, so I decided to visit the local studies library to see what I could find. At the library, I searched through reams of old articles and came across one headlined, Murder on 7th Street. <laughs> I sat bolt upright. Was there a connection? I read on. My ideal home was the site of a horrific murder at 9pm on April 1st, 1945, in the dying days of the Second World War, Fred Watson. When was this published, this article? Uh, June 2022. Okay. What? You said April 1st, and it sounds like it could be satire. Uh, at 9pm on April 1st, 1945, in the dying days of the Second World War, Fred Watson grabbed an axe, walked down the stairs from his bedroom and smashed it through the head of Emily Eleanor Garbutt. He struck her with the axe six times before dragging her body into the back room. Then he took a rusty knife to his wrists to try and kill himself. When, it, when that failed, he turned on the gas taps. The neighbours heard the commotion and called the police. Within ten minutes, Watson was arrested. Emily had lived in the home for many years, and Watson, a 69-year-old fitter, was a lodger. The story of her death left me sick to my stomach. This was not the end to the drama. As I discovered in old news reports, Watson was taken to the Hull Infirmary, which was just down the road, where his wrists bleeding were patched, and he took his opportunity to escape. But Watson was unlucky. He ran towards the city centre and straight into a group of officers from Norfolk Street Police Station who took him into custody. Watson stood trial for the terrible murder but was deemed insane and spared the hangman's gallows. He was sent to an asylum and a short while later he managed to kill himself. 
Breaking the news to my wife wasn't easy, and the first thought was to contact the local church. We made inquiries and eventually they sent a priest to bless the property. When he arrived, he walked into the house and said to me, Don't tell me a thing. There's a man with an axe in his hand at your son's bedroom door. I was supposed to be the priest, by the way. I know. I could it could go away, I said. <laughs> Get out of it, you bastard. <laughs> I'll break your legs. The priest then turned around and said there was a lovely little old lady who lived in the house and loved our family. She was very protective, he added. And I said, she can stay. The final twist in it all was why she had taken in a lodger. I found out that she had once been married to a man named Ernest, a dock worker who lost fingers and toes in a number of accidents. So where was Ernest when poor Emily was murdered? It is, I discovered a report in 1929 of the whole Daily Mail that explained how Ernest had gone missing before his body was found in the estuary. Did this man get rid of Ernest in order to kill poor Emily? I do not know, and there's nothing like the haunted house you might imagine. Even the family cat is chilled and often sleeps in the spot where Emily was murdered. That was it. <laughs> that was mental. Was that just a story? That is a wild story. Is that isn't it, written man? by the bloke who lived in the house? It fucking sounds like it. Like, it genuinely does sound like it. Oh, there's a bit at the end. Yeah, I think it is. I genuinely think it is. Mike Covell has got a face, Facebook page at Amazing Hull Tours. And he's written stories that have gone viral around the world, including, including the Beast of Barmston Drain and Unexplained UFO Sightings. And he's appearing at the Hull Horror Festival. There we go. So there we go, go down. You can meet Mike Covell. Right, do you want this UFO sighting in uh, Cottingham? Cottingham. Yes, hit me. UFO sighting in Cottingham as woman records bizarre lights outside her home. It was bizarre. It's very <laughs> unusual. Seconds after I took the photo, it disappeared. That all right? Banging, mate. <laughs> A woman doesn't know what to believe after coming face to face with what she thinks could be a UFO. The woman, who would like to re remain anonymous, noted something unusual in the night sky out outside her home in Cottingham, East Yorkshire, on September the 5th at 9pm. She took a photo of it and sent it to a friend in the US who investigates UFOs. Her friend, Leslie Keane, an investigative journalist and New York Times best-selling author of UFOs, generals, pilots and government, government officials go on record established that it was most likely a UFO sighting. Using her connections, Leslie sent the photo to a lab that examined it and supported the UFO theory. The woman said, There were oval arc shapes next to each <laughs> other horizontally. And you I bastard! Thought, <laughs> I thought it was... Uh, oh, fucking hell. There were oval shaped lights next to each other hor horizontally. And it was very silent. My first thoughts was that I didn't know what they were, what they are, and I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me. It was bizarre and very unusual. Seconds after I took the photo, it disappeared. 
she felt hot so she decided to step outside of her house and she went up to the end of her drive she looked up at the sky and saw the the possible ufo behind the bungalow of the house directly opposite hers it were there for 45 seconds to one minute and it didn't move she added she said that one of the oval shaped lights suddenly disappeared and then the other followed suit it had been raining that day and the sky was damp <laughs> the sky was damp <laughs> it had been raining that day and the sky was damp so she wondered if that had anything to do with what she saw no one else saw the possible UFO sighting, but the woman who but the woman spoke to neighbours who live in the house opposite and asked if they saw anything strange. They told her they woke up the morning after she saw the lights, and their patio was suddenly covered in soil, which was very weird. Despite what she saw, the woman is still a bit on the fence about whether or not UFOs really do exist. However, she knows that there have been other reports of US sighting, UFO sightings in Hull in the past nice so she had it investigated by people who then also said these yeah, claims it, it, could be legit it could be a ufo but of course it's they, a ufo because if you don't know what it is do you want to see the picture yeah well that's what i'm thinking so this picture better be fucking good then right if, if somebody's reviewed it if and it, if, um, she sent it to investigative a, journalist has said this she sent it to a new york times bestseller of a ufo book Who's then Fantastic. sent it to a lab, who then said it could be a possible UFO sighting. So you ready for this picture? Oh, mate, that sounds banging. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off. <laughs> 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 what the fuck even is that? <laughs> it's obviously this bit here is obviously the roof of the bungalow. See what I mean? That's uh, that's the wall, and that's the, okay. the gable end, or whatever it's called. That's the roof. So there's just two very. It's obviously heavily zoomed in. There's two just like light spots just in the lights sky. in the sky. But I don't what understand the why they haven't included the zoomed out version. Mate, that picture, oh. that picture is <laughs> oh fucking something. Oh. Like. <laughs> Like, oh, ha, oh, oh, I just don't. Oh, obviously, taken through a potato, as always. Banded UFO horrendously photo. zoomed oh, in as well. That like, really took off me that ass. Holy shit! So oh. I found it on another website as well, just while I was doing a Google. Shit. And uh, yeah. do you want to see how this website has also used the picture? Go on then. To as like boom. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Can't even have cropped it out wrong. They've even cropped it wrong. Fuck me. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, that's so funny. So she wasted a New York Times bestseller. Apparently it was her friend. Yeah, but the time wasted just to go into that shite picture. I know. Fucking hell. Right, what do you want? Man getting sucked off um, into an MRI machine or the hammer attack? Let's go for the MRI. Man dies after being sucked into an MRI machine. An unfortunate series of events involving a magnetic resonance imaging MRI machine has led to the death of a man at a hospital in India. Rajesh Maru, a 32-year-old, was thrust into the MRI machine on Saturday while he was visiting an elderly relative at the charitable hospital in Mumbai, 
India. As the Hindustan Times reports, the man was apparently told by a junior member of staff to carry a metal cylinder of liquid oxygen into the room containing an MRI machine. Oh, fucking hell. Unbeknownst to everyone, the MRI machine was turned on. This caused Maru to be suddenly jolted towards the machine, causing the oxygen tank to rupture and leak. The man died after inhaling large amounts of oxygen, and his body bled heavily as a result of the accident. Jesus Christ. That's savage. How did they not know it was on? To be quite honest, I reckon it sounds a bit sus. I reckon the guy maybe didn't like him or something. Yeah, just carry this big metal canister into there, please. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. I'm yeah. surprised it didn't explode because that all that would have taken is like a spark. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That much oxygen out in the yeah. room. Surprised it didn't go. Yeah. <laughs> Fire Fucking everywhere. Oh, Jesus Christ. When the hospital staff told him the metallic things aren't allowed in the MRR room, he said, "Shab shelter high." Hamara Kozkam Kozka Kamahai. It's fine, we do it every day. Apparently that's what it translates to. He also said the machine was switched off. The doctor, as well as the technician, didn't say anything. It's because of their carelessness. Rajesh Dad. The police are currently examining CCTV footage of the incident and have arrested at least two members of the hospital staff for negligence. The government has also awarded the man's family... 500,000 rupees or $7,855 in compensation. That is not enough. Well, I guess that could be a lot of money. That's a lot of money over there. It's a lot in India. I mean, you can, you know, there's stories that you can live like a fucking really well in India on just like a month's UK wages. The pound goes a long way in India, I think. We've arrested the doctor and the junior staff member under the section 304 of the Indian Penal Code for causing death due to negligence. MRI scanners are incredibly use incredibly strong magnetic fields along with electric field gradients and radio waves to generate highly detailed three-dimensional images of the body. That's why you should remove all metal objects and metallic jewelry before going near one of these machines. It sounds like a freak accident from an urban legend. But remarkably, this kind of accident has happened before. A six-year-old boy was killed in 2001 by an MRI machine in New York after its magnetism caused an oxygen tank to fly towards him, crushing his skull. Fucking hell. Cue the metal riff. (laughs) Yeah, that is... Wild, mate. That's like, mad. I these think... machines are. When you not said a bloke died in an MRI, I just thought it was just someone died while having a scan, not someone got fucking sucked into it holding a canister of oxygen. Yeah, it, it sounds sus, like the geezer just didn't like him or something. Yeah, you the just carry like... this in there. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, I got you. Oh, yeah, that'll be fine. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. What the fuck have you done? <laughs> Click eject. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> What you got for me next, Drop then, mate? My uh, sea drone. Oh, show us your drone, mate. This is from Voice, so think, make of that what you will. Mysterious sea drone surfaces in Crimea. A water-based drone we've never seen before just showed up near Sevastopol. Authorities say they destroyed it. Quick, kill it for fire. A never-before-seen unmanned surface vessel, USV, washed up on a beach 
in the Black Sea this week, according to social media reports, open source intelligence and local news reports, the USV appeared on a beach near the city of Sevastopol in Russia-occupied Crimea, which is the home of Russia's Black Sea fleet. The USV looks like a small cigarette boat painted all black, loaded with cameras. A gimbal-mounted camera sits at the top, and what some speculated is one of SpaceX's Starlink antennas rests on the back. Various sensors and lights dot the front. Experts have speculated that the USV may ride the surface or be semi-submergible, able to traverse just under the surface of the water. It's unclear who owns the USV, who manufactured it, or what exactly it was used for. The possible presence of the Starlink antenna and presence in the Black Sea point to Ukraine, who have been targeting Russia's navy in the region and makes extensive use of the Starlink system. Elon Musk said at the beginning of the war that Starlink is operational in Ukraine. It's it's possible the USV is just a reconnaissance drone. But it also appears it may be able to carry munitions and act as a bomb. Several experts experts noticed that the sensors at the front of the USV could be used as Langer range finding systems to help targeting. In its coverage of the drone, the war zone noted that this system could be the mysterious unmanned coastal defence vessel that the US shipped to Ukraine as part of the aid package announced in April. It is an unmanned surface vessel that can be used for a variety of purposes in coastal defence. The Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that again. Sorry. <laughs> no, keep it in now, he's no, Russian. No, I've got to do it. It's an unmanned surface vessel that can be used for a variety of purposes in coastal defence. Pentagon press secretary John Kirby told reports when asked about the line when asked about the line item at the briefing on April 13. I think I'll just leave it at that. After the pictures of the US, USV surfaced online, something exploded in the Black Sea off the coast of Sevastopol. Later, the governor of Sevastopol announced on Telegram that the USV had been captured by authorities and destroyed. So, and there's a picture of the explosion as well. Oh, nice. So they the Russians found it. Yeah, because or... it was in uh, Russia-occupied okay. Crimea. And because ah. of the, the Starlink antenna, they reckon that it's obviously... Musky. It's either oh, been shipped boy. in by America for Ukraine to use, or Ukraine have, like, made it. Ooh, maybe. Do you, wanna, do you want me to say bits. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Someone's <laughs> fucking made it. Well, I mean, I guess everything's made out of bits, if you look at it that way, right? <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> so that's the little breakdown oh, shit. of all the part, parts. I mean, I wouldn't say it. it looks like a cigarette, but... Cigarette boat must be like a term for one, like, because it says, oh, what's that say? OTC canoe, short end at stern. Ah, green grade access ports. More pictures of it. Oh, damn. And then the explosion. Wow. Fuck it all. Yeah, they reckon it's been been destroyed anyway, so. That's mental, mate. It's pretty mad, isn't it? It looks fucking cool, though. It looks real Imagine if there was a person in it. They just blew it up. Just fucking straight up blew it up, man. It's Batman. There's no Batman. Of I don't. Of, I don't reckon they blew it up because if it was Russia, I reckon they're fucking having that. Yeah, they've got. To, they've got to keep hold of it. Yeah, ain't gonna Take blow it it. if it's got a stuff. fucking Starlink like, antenna on it. The Russians are gonna. I imagine reverse engineering. Yeah. I mean, you would unless they were worried that the Starlink antenna was just beaming their position the whole time or something. Man confesses to brutal hammer attack. 
after mum and dad found dead at Five Star Hotel. Turkish media reports that the Russian first hit his mother's head with a hammer and knocked her unconscious, then hit his father's head and various parts of his body multiple times. A Russian tourist has confessed to the brutal double hammer attack which led to his mother and father's death at a five-star hotel in the Turkish resort of Antalya. Dmitry Stepanov was detained following going on the run, having recorded at least one, one of the gruesome killings on video. The 30-year-old tourist was holidaying in Turkey with his parents following being released from a secure custody facility in Russia. In 2015, he reportedly killed a friend in an attack involving a hammer. Shit. The father, Pavel Step Stepanov, 61, died on the spot, while the mother, Tatiana, 63, was later declared dead in hospital. Turkish media reports that Mr. Stepanov first hit his mum's head with a hammer and knocked her unconscious, then hit his dad's head and various parts of his body multiple times before finally strangling both their throats with wire. Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. The attack was at a five-star hotel in the Kolaki tourist district. The video of the attack, a man wearing shorts, is seen getting out, of, getting out a hammer and hiding it behind his back. A figure comes through the door and is struck with a large hammer. In a chilling confession video a few hours after the attacks, a suspect said, The people, my name is Dima. I killed my father today because he has been pressuring me since I was a child. He since claimed his father inflicted injuries on him on childhood, but said he was put into a secure psychiatric facility. He had been released from the facility, but was scared about going back and wanted to avenge his broken life. He finished the video by saying, My childhood dream was to kill him. Think about it. It came true. Because children's dreams have to come true. That is all. So far. The suspect said he'd gone on a rampage because such a monster could not exist. After the attacks, the man allegedly went on the run in the resort, but was apprehended after being spotted on CCTV. The family was reported to be from Timryuk in Russia's Kaznodar region. A major manhunt was launched by the Turkish police, and later a male suspect was seen being escorted by officers. That's pretty intense. Fucking hell! What? What was he? What did he say? The last thing, last quote from him. Because such a monster should not exist. Go jump off a bridge, then you fucking horrible prick. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I mean, it's just so his dad beat him Put as pressure a child on him as a child. Yeah, and and he's saying that he's like his dad injured him as a kid, so potentially like beat him, and then then he, he killed also, him with a hammer, and then he also killed a friend with a hammer, which is why he was in a psychiatric facility. It's just, does they, not then, they then let deserve him... to be on the streets, really? Does he? No, but then they let him out. And then he and kills then someone with a hammer again. Enabled... Two people with a hammer. Yeah, so he's he's got a, a total of like a body count of three. All kill... with a hammer. All with a hammer. And then like they let him out and then he killed his parents. Like what the fuck, man? Fucking hell. 
That's that savage. is wild, isn't it? Sorry about that. Well, that, right. that was a bit of a low light, but a uh, bit of true crime news for you there, I guess. Yeah, a bit of uh, true crime to follow up. You want to know about this Joker impersonator? I do, mate. Right then. St. Louis Joker impersonator sentenced to 60 days in jail for live streaming death threats. A man who dressed up like iconic Batman villain, villain the Joker, and threatening, threatened to start king, killing people while live-streaming himself at a St. Louis bar more than two years ago was sentenced last week. Jeremy Garnier, 51. 51, dude. 51, man. Jeremy Garnier, fi on. 51, pleaded guilty to a third-degree misdemeanor charge of making a terrorist threat in connection with the 2020 incident on Friday, according to court filings obtained by Oxygen.com. <laughs> it's taken him almost three years to face prison. Time. COVID, isn't it? Fuck. I mean, still, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's the same in this country, though. The court backlogs here are ridiculous. Yeah, but fucking hell. Like, on a scale of things to be arrested for, like, you know, you put all the weed and the drug stuff towards the bottom. No, it's America. Like... That all goes to the top. Oh, yeah, true. This <laughs> is a misdemeanor of a terrorist threat. He didn't actually kill anyone. Yeah, but he could have done. It's yeah, been but he three did. years. He's got, been arrested before he killed him. But anyway, let me finish. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry. As part of a deal with prose prosecutors to avoid a felony charge, he was subsequently sentenced to 60 days in jail with credit for time served and received two years of probation. Garnier appears to have been released according to the current online jail records and a Friday post by him on social media. Finally free, he wrote on Facebook. Finally free, he wrote on Facebook. Five months of my freedom over some bullshit, he added in a separate comment. He served approximately five and a half months in jail on the St. Louis Post-Dispatch reported. Fucking mugshot of this cunt, man. Oh, mate. On March the 2nd, 2020, Garnier dyed his hair green, painted his face and began recording a Facebook Live of himself in character as the Joker... Video of the incident, as well as court documents, show. Do I try and do a joker? I think you should, mate. I can't remember what how he sounds now. Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm the Joker. Can't you told the camera in a raspy voice in the video clip previously reviewed by Oxygen.com. Don't laugh at me, you prick. No, I'm laughing at that a fucking 51-year-old man <laughs> pretending know. to be the fucking Joker, mate. Like, <laughs> in a nearly hour-long recording, Garnier threatened to detonate a bomb as well as carry out a mass murder on civilians while filming himself wandering, wandering around the St. Louis suburb Damar Loop. I'm going to start killing people until this reaches a thousand. Garnier said in the 2020 clip. And once it reaches a thousand, I'm going out in public and I'm going to kill more. Then why have a thousand limit on it? Or like cap on it? You know, he's what I mean? a fucking idiot. Garnier was later arrested by police without incident while live streaming at Burberry Hill, a bar and restaurant. He wasn't found to be in possession of any weapons or firearms. No one was harmed in the incident. Garnier's girlfriend at the time, Lisa Moan. Mono? Moan? Mo Mono? Mono? Lisa Moan. I'm going to say Moan. Lisa Moan previously claimed he originally filmed the live stream to raise awareness for drug addiction. As part of his sentence, Garnier is prohibited from returning or having contact with Burberry Hill. A judge also barred Garnier from appearing in public in costume or with face paint and makeup. So he, just, he couldn't even face paint himself as a tiger if he wanted to. <laughs> He's barred from... <laughs> 
just bought. Can you ban someone from just wearing face makeup? You know what I mean? He's barred from possessing firearms and ammunition and is restricted from using social media except for promoting his artwork online. Filing show as well. The 51 year old who insisted the stunt was merely a joke and that he'd never intended to hurt anyone said he regrets his actions. I was talking in character, Garnier told Oxygen.com. I was quoting direct movie quotes from the dark night, and I'm acting a role. I'm acting a character out. I'm not to be taken seriously. Fucking sounds like it, you dickhead. I said during the video, this is performance art. I'm not making threats. I am unarmed. One person called the police because everyone knew, everyone else knew I was joking. I wish I could have given more disclaimers throughout the video, but this is for entertainment purposes, and I am not harmful, and I should not be taken seriously. Garner added, I was railroaded. Over 3,000 people were watching, and only one person calls the police. That's suspicious. I mean, you were threatening to blow people up, you fucking moron. Yeah, mate, like... Garner, is, who is a battle rapper... No, he's not. Has, so nearly, he's a fit. <sighs> has nearly 8,000 followers on Facebook and performs under the pseudonym Uncle Dub. <laughs> <laughs> With two Bs. <laughs> the performance artist, comedian... Com- he's a comedian now as well. The performance artist, comedian, also previously created the fictitious online clown character, Clouty the Clown, in which Garner also wears clown makeup on camera and supposedly raises awareness about the epidemic of the opiate addiction. Garner has racked up several burglary and stealing convictions in Missouri dating back to 1990, according to separate court records. Garner's defence attorney, Christopher Farber, was not immediately available for comment when contacted by Oxygen.com on Monday afternoon. Do you want to say this fucking... Yeah, is it, has it got videos and stuff like that? No, I'm sure the video is available, but I don't want to try and find it. Ah, fair enough. Do you want you want you ready for his mugshot? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, wow. And that's him as a battle rapper, Uncle Dub. <laughs> Uncle Dub. Yeah. What you got to tease? Oh, next got, week. Am I teasing you? On? Okay. Yeah. This is from the Daily Star. Tease me, tease me. Brit, haunted by terrifying dogman since childhood, tells spooky cryptid sighting tale. <laughs> that sounds fucking incredible. So yeah, tune in next week to uh, find out more. Movie news and game news and stuff. Other news. M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin releases a terrifying trailer. Knock at the Cabin is an invasion horror film that takes place during the apocalypse. Which the apocalypse or the apocalypse? The apocalypse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so they've just wrapped filming. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> they've just wrapped filming. Um, and Shyamalan previously told comicbook.com, I'll tell you this. Strangely, it was the fastest script I've ever written. Signs would have had the title prior to knock at the door of the cabin. Wait, what? I just can't fucking read this title, right? (laughs) Uh, But it's coming out in US cinemas on the 3rd of February 2023, and a UK release date is yet to be confirmed. Um, There is a Constantine sequel in the works with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, we were talking about this in the pub, weren't we? 
Yeah, which and it. I mean, I'm I'm here for it to yeah, be quite honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, what did he say about it? Like the votes for? Oh, because uh, once one of the Instagram pages I follow, which is like a DC comic Instagram, it's not mm. official. They put like a thing saying, "Who would you rather see as Constantine, the guy who played him in the series, or Keanu?" Yeah, and I said it should be Taron Egerton because he does it in the Sandman audiobooks. Ooh. And Constantine is supposed to be a scouser, and Taron Egerton plays him as a scouser, and I think that would be a pretty cool new that take. That would be class. Rather than this fair. Americanized version. A report revealed that it's going to be a direct sequel to the original, in development at Warner Brothers, starring Keanu Reeves, alongside director Francis Lawrence. Akiva Goldsman is set to write the script and produce the film with J.J. Abrams. Nice. Well, Keanu's no. always said that he wants to do constant, go back to Constantine, hasn't he? So he sort of made this happen, I think. Or the internet sort of made it happen, and he said he wanted to do it on Jimmy Fallon or one of them late show talk shows in America. And it sort of sounds, it sounds like it's just sort of come from that, which is pretty good, to be fair. Yeah. And the first film was fucking great, from what I remember. Yeah. I will not anything with Keanu in. Yeah, same, to be quite honest. On to video games. Uh, first person, a horror mystery game. Sharon's Staircase launches October 28th for PC and consoles. Um, and it's an X-Files-esque game that the dev said back in June the game was going to arrive next month, which, of course, didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and then the game's publisher, Sodesco, has announced that Sharon's Staircase will launch on PlayStation 4, 5, Xbox One, the Xbox Series Generation, Switch, and PC. Um, you play as a as an agent co-named Desmond, who has been sent by the Ministry to find and destroy classified documents from the Oak Grove estate that would serve as evidence of the Ministry's past. However, you soon discover Project Alpha, a rather unpleasant secret that the Ministry has been keeping under wraps. Now you have to survive this hellish nightmare you've stumbled into and escape Oak Grove's horror. Now it is time for the film review. Chud, nineteen eighty-four. Horror movies, mutilation, decapitation, torture. Does that sound entertaining? Do you want the synopsis? Yeah, synopsize me. This was uh, this was your selection, wasn't it? Mm. So, Chud. A bizarre series of sudden disappearances on the streets of New York City seems to point towards something unsavoury living in the sewers. We watched it together I was, as I was down at yours for the weekend. Yeah, having a great time, I must admit. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what did you think? It was a lot better than I thought it would be. I knew you'd like it. <laughs> you, like, it was the fact that you framed it as like you just Googled B movie horror films and it yeah. popped up. I was expecting cheese type shit, something like The Wicked's or maybe not that. No, bad. that's that's not B. That's like Z movie. Yeah. But the but first, I'm... the sorry, the first review on IMDb is enjoyable B grade trash. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. But yeah, I, I mean, just thought it was just a fun 80s monster movie. Yeah. That's I, the best way I can think to describe it. Spot on, mate. To be honest, I thought exactly the same. Practical like, monsters, lots of weird rubbery masks and hands and stuff like that. And Yeah, I just it was just fun. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, it was just a fun 80s monster movie. Yeah, for the 
there should have been more monsters in it. Yeah, I wanted more monsters. And there, wanted... there was long periods where there were no monsters, and I was a bit like, hmm, more Not monsters, yet. please. More, yeah. Because um, there's sort of tease that very at the very start, some woman gets dragged into the sewer, and you see this rubbery hand come out, and you think, <laughs> "Yes, I'm in." And then yeah. you don't really see one for like ages. You're like, "Oh, come on, I want to see some fucking monsters do. I want to see there some was, kills." Yeah, there was a lot of there's a lot of lots of like storyline. There's a lot of story in it. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There's a, there's too much story compared to too little monster. Yeah, the ratio isn't very good, but it is a fun movie. Yeah, it's like a, a good... fun afternoon '80s monster movie. Nothing yeah, too it... gruesome, apart from the shower scene, which was a bit bizarre. Fucking straight out of the blue, that was, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Like, I don't get it because she was on the second floor as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I just coming out the shower. I was just, I was just reading through, like you know, on IMDb where you go to the bottom and they've got like uh, trivia quotes and goofs. Mm. Basically, one of the basically the what the premise of the film is: there's these monsters in the sewers and this idiot bloke is going to try and pump gas into the sewers to kill him yeah and then in the goofs it says it would be impossible to channel gas into the subway system without it escaping into the air above ground (laughs) which is a good point but it's an 80s monster movie so who gives a shit about plot holes (laughs) yeah you know what i mean No, no one's really caring about it yeah kind of got a point but it's also 80s horror film uh, so nobody, nobody really cares. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, watching it for the storyline. No, right? <laughs> I mean that's that's the beauty of like some of them old like eighties B movie. They have like that. They do have them kind of hilarious plot holes that no one really addresses or gives a shit about. Yeah, it's just I mean, like it's part of the it, film and it's staying if it's that sealed way. Sealed up anyway. You know what I mean? It yeah, would they, probably do something. Yeah, it yeah, depends yeah. on how much gas you're pumping in, but. You know what I mean? I'm not here to chat about the science of it all. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, they they were dumping radioactive shit below the city and it was making monsters. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scientific accuracy probably isn't it's what they're the door at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? There, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of story and there was a lot, like, build-up for then not a lot of... Payoff pay off yeah even though there was a good scene where where the monster stretched his head that was a bit when he gets into the apartment yeah that was pretty cool i wasn't expecting that i was just expecting it it just because all you saw was whenever the monster appeared was either like hands or a close-up on the eyes glowing you never really saw like the whole monster yeah so i thought oh they're not going to show the whole thing because it's 80s they probably did have a big budget and it was probably too hard to make a whole monster suit but then when he does break into the apartment and his neck goes all long and weird i thought that was quite good yeah same it was kind of there was another uh what was that film that we watched where it was like a first person camera jobby in chernobyl chernobyl diaries Oh, was that, was yeah. that what it was called? Yeah. And that was good because I guess it was in anticipation of seeing the entire creature that they were kind of building up to. Because you like never really actually well. see it, do you? It's like Blair Witch, you never see the witch. That's yeah. why it's so good. That's yeah, why that's the, why the remake was a bit lame because you actually see it and it's a bit like, uh Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, your imagination is ten times more scary than a man in a rubber suit. <laughs> I do like it when they sort of leave it to the imagination a bit, but I do like, if it's an 80s fucking monster movie, I do want to see some hilarious practical effects, monster, cheesy stuff, like... Straight up, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think if it, if it could have... I get what they were trying to go for, yeah, that build-up and everything, but, yeah, I just wanted more 
wanted more monster, especially when they're like scurrying around in their fucking sewers and stuff, yeah. and the monsters are after them. It w- it was a bit intense, and I wanted to see more monster then, but I guess it was you n- kind of didn't see them a lot, and it was that build up, and you could like hear the monstery fucking noises coming yeah. at them, and they were like, Ooh. yeah. So, I thought it was quite good, but. Yeah, it's just so heavy on the story. Like, yeah, I think and then there was a conspiracy the... within a conspiracy yeah. as well, and I was like, all right, fucking, you could think, have just stuck with the first one. You know, I what think I mean? that's kind of of its time, though. I think movies around then were quite were quite story. Well, we as I, was, I think I said the other week, we're so used to like horror movies or whatever movies now. Everything's happening all the time, and yeah. like back then it was more story driven. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Yeah, I think it's just of its time. So, but yeah, all in all, man, I. It was just a fun it. watch. To be fair, I did laugh quite a bit in it. Yeah, there was. I some... don't know if it was meant to be funny or meant to be branded as a comedy, but it was just. It's of the, yeah, it's eighties cheesy monster movies, so it's going to have funny parts in it. Yeah, exactly, and uh, it was. Yeah, I just I just enjoyed it all around. I mean, the cast in Chud, I mean, it was probably one of like a few of their earlier films, but it had fucking John Goodman makes an appearance. He does, yeah, as, as like, like an early as a, part. Uh, well, yeah, it was one of his first roles, what, Cop in Diner. <laughs> and it's got the the tall one with the beard from the Wet Bandits from Home Alone. Yeah, he's and he plays the, quite he's, a big he's, he's, as well. he's the, the zany bum, or the, he owns the soup kitchen. Yeah. And then also from Home Alone, Kevin's dad is like the main, ta- main character, the photographer. Yeah. Which is like, I, it must have been some of their earlier roles, but it's like quite good, quite a good cast, really. Yeah. Uh, I, I just thought it was, it was a fun all round. Yeah. And I just think a fun, we should put Bud. Fun old. Bud the Chud on the list. Bud the Chud on the list. Yeah, yeah we'll do that. What, what would you rate it then, mate, out of five? Uh, I'd give it straight down the middle, like two and a half. Two and solid. a half. Yeah, solid in the middle. Because I was thinking the other day, I was like, it's, it's out of five. Two shouldn't mean a bad film. Yeah. Like, one should be bad, two should be good, three should be above average, four is getting to amazing, a five is all out quality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, top notch. Yeah, so um, I reckon straight down the middle, like two and a half. I was just going to give Push it Pushing for two. a three. Two and a half, I reckon, straight down the middle. Yeah, all yeah. right. It's a fun Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Watch. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go with you then on this. Two, two and a half, I'd say. Um, just needed needed more monster. More monster. Yeah. You're gonna wheel me, boy. You wanna see my wheel? Unleash the wheel. You ready? Yeah. Spinning, spinning, spinning. Nope. Noise. This was... I can't remember if this was you or me. I think it was both of us. Bit. You can give us the synopsis. I shall synopsisize it. It's a 2002, so this year it's sci-fi. 2002? Fuck. It's 2022, <laughs> released this year, obviously. Um, and the residents of a lonely gulch in... Inland California bear witness to an uncanny and chilling discovery. So I'm pretty sure we, or everyone knows it's the alien UFO movie. Yeah, yeah. Directed um, by uh, Jordan Peele. 
Jordan Peele, yeah, who did Us uh, and Get Out. Yeah, Get Out and Us, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Been waiting to watch it for a while. It's been on the hit list for a minute, mm. so yeah, I've heard um, good things. So, and it's still in cinemas as well, and you can get it on Amazon Prime Video for fifteen ninety nine. Yeah. So yeah, next week we'll, we we will we will be watching, no, reviewing and discussing Jordan Peele's Nope. Nope. And it's um, such a great title for a film as well, because yeah. how many times have we watched a film and something fucking like weird's happening and you just go, nope. Nope, nope. You'd just leave, wouldn't you? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Not having any of it. Just in a bit, mate. Go nah, in a bit. Yeah. Nope, not today. Um, yeah. Close the door. Walk home. Yeah. So, Kick that, that scary doll girl in the face and run away. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it then, isn't it? Is that everything? That is us. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us yeah uh, as always every week so looking for weird shit on the internet together is always fun <laughs> yeah you can find us on all good podcasting platforms wherever you find this that's where we are just give us a rating give us a thumbs up yeah straight below give us a, a review uh give us a follow uh on the socials at sftc podcast yeah across the we- board and we have tiktok now but we i don't think we'll be posting anything until Man, we have got- things to post <laughs> Yeah, one, I've got to figure out how to fucking use the damn thing. And two, <laughs> yeah. that, that is a fresh hell line. Yeah. 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 And head over to the Twitter to uh, find the links to all the articles that we talked about in this episode and previous episodes. Yeah. And fancy sending us an email. You got any spooky tales? You got any strange encounters? You got any, you know, you got any cryptid sightings? Or have you got any news stories that you want us to cover? It's storiesfromthecrypt at gmail.com. Yeah. So if you've. Been, uh, Nobbled by a gnome. You ever been uh, ticked off by a troll? Ever been done in by some dwarves? Yeah, stories from the crypt at gmail.com for all your inquiries and stories and articles and all slide into the DMs. Yeah, but yeah, that's been us for this week. Thank you for listening. You have been beautiful. And as always. Pleasure as always. And yeah, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, absent friends. Absent friends. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 